0: So, well. Yeah. Um, it's been so long since we've done this podcast that I forgot that we started it with a question again, despite the fact that it hasn't changed since we started it. It's like uh, the
1: one thing. That's remained stable. <laughs> yes, yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm aware. But one of the reasons that we haven't recorded is because I've been super busy and working all the time, never stopping, always working. And in that process, I have not cooked a meal in so long to the point that now I actually forget how to make food for oneself and basically take care of myself as an adult. So this week, I would just like to ask you, what are you cooking for dinner? And maybe you'll give me some inspiration to take care of myself.
1: Well, that's that's a great question. Um, what I'm cooking for dinner tonight is nothing we are doing leftovers because we made too much food last yesterday and that was a big vegetable kind of minestrone soup
0: okay was there pasta in there orzo
1: orzo we thought we had pasta and no one knows where all the pasta went we had like a giant (laughs) thing of random pastas and we went to look for it it's gone so we did orzo instead
0: have you considered that you might have a mouse living in your house that cooks at night?
1: Um, I do now. But I think we did like a pasta purge when we moved because mm, we just had a thing of pasta we were never going to use. And we're trying not to, aside from like, not special occasions, but when we are want to be a little fattier, have regular pasta, we usually do like chickpea pasta or like whole grain pasta. And we had all these pastas that we never want to use.
0: We probably got yeah. rid of
1: a bunch of them in the move. They were just like, we're never going to use these. The past purge is been here for two years.
0: Yeah, the more likely situation, but the le- the less fun situation. I don't even know mm-hmm. the more fun situation being the tiny mouse cooking at night. I don't even know how to make minestrone. What do you? How do you?
1: Um. Yeah. Uh, no. It's like probably like um. As someone who, by made it. I mean. Without a movie, while Nikisa made it, that's oh, what the truth comes out. Um, <laughs> you know, you put some tomatoes in there, you put some like broth, you put uh, a bunch of veggies, and you turn it on medium yeah. low, and you let it let it ride.
0: Cool. I think I've only ever had Campbell's minestrone soup. I don't. I like. I like soup. I like making soup, but I've never made minestrone.
1: You should. It's. I mean, it's basically just like throwing everything together.
0: Yeah. You're into- right i can't believe i've never thought of it it's so simple make a why giant we, pot
1: we have why am literally I not making enough soup for four days yeah, yeah. it's the perfect at home all the time
0: you so right.
1: have like three days of it and you can just freeze it if you don't if you get sick and like, have, like it's, it's getting cold
0: there. now so it's like the time of year that you want soup
1: a good yam soup going on little parsnips
0: mm. Okay. Get those fall things going. A this is good. Soup. This is good. Despite the fact you didn't personally cook it, this has inspired me to use the cans in my pantry. So thank you.
1: Yeah. Last thing I cooked was a very good red curry. Nice. It's like a little bit of peanut butter in it.
0: Okay. So
1: you get like a little bit of like it's like peanut butter red. It's delicious. So you make like like the peanut the. Throw it all in there, throw it in the pot, throw your chicken, throw your potatoes, your peppers. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Then once you kind of mix it all in, let it cook for a little bit and then put some, put like maybe like a tablespoon of peanut butter. Yeah. Not like a lot, but not to be a little flavor. Mix it all in, let it simmer for a while. Basil, done.
0: Nice. You know what? I also love... Rice like peanut butter noodles, which I never make enough mm-hmm. like peanut butter with soy sauce, sesame oil and in like a linguine or something. And then with other like vegetables yeah. and stuff like that, but man, peanut sauce with lime, so underrated, so easy to make as a sauce.
1: Yeah. it's Essentially the crux of a lot of Vietnamese food. Yeah. And Thai food. Just well, I mean lime and lime, peanut,
0: lime, peanut. Perfect. Perfect friends. Um, So I think that question just came out of us having gone through previous movies on puppets and how I didn't like puppets and previous movies on musicals and how I didn't like musicals. And now we have a puppet musical and we'd really covered a lot of the, a lot of the basics. I'm really trying to (laughs)
1: break you here.
0: (laughs) Uh, That was a fun surprise.
1: Yeah. So today we are talking about the newest film from Leo's Cracks, Annette, the... The movie that at the Cannes Film Festival had a group of people just straight walking out of it and then a standing yes. ovation at the end you got the great Cannes experience and uh, watching it you can totally see why so yep. stay tuned and we'll talk about Annette
0: I see you drinking out of a straw. What, what do you what do you got there? A little milkshake. Um,
1: I would uh, not really, because what I have is actually it's pretty delicious. Today I am drinking, and I apologize for the probably not great audio. Is a hopped cider from Valley Cider okay. called mm-hmm. Homulus lupulus. I don't think it has anything to do with actual rabbits, but you know. Um, I have it in a wonderful kind of plasticky happy birthday cup that has glitters (laughs) in it.
0: I was going to say, is that a, is that a, yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that like a snow globe? Does the Yeah. So if I shake
1: it, it goes all over the place.
0: Which is what you should do with a cup for sure.
1: (sighs) With stuff in it. It's fun before you (laughs) pour stuff in. Um, and I have a very adorable penguin ice cube in there. That's making all this noise, which is why I'm eating, drinking out of a straw to save you all the that noise there's
0: no way you're saving us it's so loud
1: (laughs) it's so loud so it's just gonna stay there and I'm gonna sip very very quietly uh what are you drinking
0: okay so Scott got a bunch of I feel like we recorded even around Scott's birthday in June and he got a bunch of different beers because I think I bought a bunch of ones not knowing what to get everyone and got everything and then he also (laughs) got a bunch of birthday beers for gifts so one of the ones he got was from faculty brewing and it's a mint Vizen, which i think is like a mint weisen um faculty is local faculty brewing is local here but it's minty and it's a hazy wheat ale infused with peppermint tea creamy and refreshing and you may be saying but Kaylin, that's scott's birthday beer you've cracked and drinking and like his birthday was in june so that's like july august september now that's three months he hasn't drinking it so i'm drinking it
1: there's a two months statute of limitations on Birthday drinks.
0: It's at least quarterly. Like his birthday was the twenty first. Unless it's It's a wine or something. The twenty second. I've literally made it three months in a day. Oh yeah, wine doesn't count. But fridge beer, you've seen our fridge. fridge Our fridge is like the size of like it's like half the size of a regular fridge. We have space constraints. We can't be having giant beers in there just sitting around taking up space. Have I justified it enough? I think I I I, I trust
1: you, but I actually I haven't seen your fridge. Mm. i haven't seen your place at all
0: god damn it
1: except for what i see in this small window of a zoom zoom man i forgot
0: about that well you'll come over you will have to come over uh anyway the fridge is not is about half the size of a regular fridge oh no but you know it's fine you just have to be conscious about how many sauces you have which you'll soon realize is many We all have many many. sauces, (laughs) too many sauces in the fridge. Condiments is really the, is really why we all have fridges, I think. It's just for like 17 kinds of mustard and yakisoba sauce and ketchup.
1: That one thing you got for that one recipe and have not ever used again.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Horseradish, caper, you know, it just, the list goes on artichokes from that one pizza that one time that you don't know how to use artichokes for anything else. Classic. Uh Classic. But yes, so... Now that we have our drinks, we can settle into a net.
1: First time I fell in love, woke up next to the girl, and escaped fast and far. An Anne has changed me. What I see in her is obvious. What she sees in me is It's a little more puzzling. One, two, three, four. So many So, Annette was a movie that I was really looking forward to. Um, Purely the people involved and the absolute madness that it promised. (laughs) You, on the other hand, I don't think knew too much going in. So, A, were you prepared for Annette? And two, A, two? No. And and B, (laughs) what did you think of it?
0: I might have been ill-prepared for it. I had had just what you had prefaced it. I really wanted to see Holy Motors first. I still haven't seen it, but I want to watch it now. Um, I think because there was kind of like fanfare at Cans and like a lot of buzz around it. I maybe expected something different, but I don't know what that was. <laughs> so, uh, Yeah. Annette is very interesting. I don't think I would call it a traditional musical. It might've been because of Anne's character being an opera singer that it felt way more like an opera or maybe just how the music was integrated into each scene or the type of music. But it felt like kind of watching like a modern opera in a way. Um, And while it held my attention all the way through. I can't. I can't really decide whether I loved it or hated it. I <laughs> think that's
1: a fair reaction. Yeah, I think that's completely fair. Part
0: because part of it, yeah, it. Sorry, I was no, going to no, say really. parts of it kind of like stuck in my head the next day, and and some scenes, and I think I almost had to like sit with it or see it again to kind of digest what it was trying to say, because I felt like I maybe didn't get pulled into the characters as much as I should have. Um, I even watched the trailer. I didn't watch the trailer before watching it. I watched it before you and I just spoke right now. And even Adam Driver's over, um, He, as the trailer's rolling, he's speaking over his character. And I was like, that? Simple trailer gives you so much more about the, uh, the the frame of mind of these characters than the movie itself, mm-hmm. I felt. So even just watching that, I was like, I get the movie more <laughs> now. <laughs> but I was trying to figure out so much more while watching it. But I mean, you're right. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I just don't know if I loved it. And your point about people either walking out of cans or giving it a standing ovation, I can totally see that because parts of me, I kind of think I'm like, is this movie actually like a masterpiece or is it bad? (laughs) Like that's kind of the feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I'm super curious to hear what you think.
1: No, I totally get that too. And I, and I liked your, your comment about not being, a traditional musical because i i mean just from the types of songs and the places they take place it's not a traditional musical but it does feel like it it's very there's an artifice to it that will i'm sure we'll talk about it but it lets you know from the very beginning how much of an artifice there is to this and it feels much like a a, you said an opera but like obviously that or like a stage play yeah because of this uh the locations and especially the, in the first stages. Half, <laughs> the literal stages. Yeah, there is an artifice to it that I really appreciate. Uh, I, I I also totally agree. Where I think half of this movie, maybe not half, but there's a good portion of this movie where this is why I go see these. This is brilliant. I absolutely love. Like at least four or five scenes that are, I think are amazing. And mm-hmm. then there's a lot of parts where I I, I did feel kind of bored that yeah. I didn't really feel care about. Um, I compared this movie to when I saw it after like a, the movie on its surface, like just what happens is like a really mediocre 90s thriller that would have starred like Harrison <laughs> Ford and like I don't know. um, Michelle Pfeiffer. And it would have been like kind of C tier with like a journeyman director about a husband and we're getting into spoilers. It's going (laughs) to happen. But about, you know, a man who murders his wife and exploits his daughter and the truth comes out kind of thing. Like there's not too much interesting going on on the plot level. It's kind Mm. of how it's told and just the decisions the director makes. So, yeah. like when you have those long scenes, especially like the first stand-up sequence, I found of Adam Driver, like it's kind of cool. Just the experience of it all, and you have like this chorus going on, and there's like call and response from the audience that are feel very staging, and artificial, and what kind of what the director's going for. But the whole time, I'm like, I don't know if this is telling me anything I need to know about the movie.
0: at the same time and I had a lot of
1: those sequences
0: yeah that particular scene I didn't love because I think I didn't honestly think that that scene gave a better like There's that scene happens at the same time that Anne's opera is happening, Mm -hmm. and they have that like intense meeting afterwards, which is like the meeting of two worlds, you know, where she's like surrounded by paparazzi and goes on to his motorcycle kind of thing, and there, I mean, it seems like they're trying to set these up as like two people from completely different worlds that are like, you know, meant to be together, you know, have found their way of opposites attract kind of thing, but his they needed more, uh, some kind of comedy. Like I get, I got the kind of comedy that he was trying to go for this, like, I don't know, self-deprecating kind of dark view of the world comedy, but it wasn't good. Yeah. And no one's, Adam Driver is a big fucking, I mean, they both are, but he's a big fucking yeah. star now, right? So like people seeing him being like, oh, so he's a comedian in this. Like he has that in him for sure. Yeah, But I he's didn't hilarious. see it. He's hilarious. And I didn't see it in that, he like it's almost like that level of comedy that it opens with was what I would expect to see later in the film as he starts to really go down a darker path. Like I almost needed to see a different version of his comedy in that yeah. scene because I was like, "This isn't funny." I don't know why people are laughing. There's also, you know, like you said, the chorus and the song going on, and I was like, "What is this?" And it went on long, and like it's then a long he, he scene. then it, he meets with Anne, and you're like. Okay, so like he's, and I was trying to even figure out like how to set it up. Like it seemed like the audience liked it, but I'm like, is he like a shitty comedian and like she's the huge star or? And I I don't think that's like
1: arguably a bigger star at the moment.
0: And I think that's what's meant to happen is that he is at the like at his prime at the beginning. But Mm -hmm. anyway, that all that to say is that scene in particular, I was like, what is happening here? And then it leads into possibly my least favorite song, but longest song. I love you so much. (laughs) We love each other so much.
1: You didn't enjoy the experience of um, a sex song?
0: Oh my God. No. I think (laughs) just putting it on the ratings as somebody giving oral sex and singing should, if not already have been existed. I am so glad it exists and power to it be these two like super attractive humans. But there was something like sickly sweet about the like wandering through the field and the clothes and the color palette, and it was just kind of like too much. Like when at, when the song starts, when it starts to go through like them on the motorcycle and the sex and all of that, like that part felt better. But I'm like, I fucking get it. You love each other. Let's move on because that scene well. also takes place right after his like stand up scene, and I'm just like. This movie is moving, moving like slightly too slow for, but it's not like establishing anything. <laughs>
1: anyway. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you're all this stuff is happening, and I'm not against any of it happening, but it just kind of goes on in a way that I did not enjoy what was happening, but I just wanted it to have more purpose or, yeah. e- or something. And I think-
0: you know what if the movie had started with um his stand up that would have been one thing yeah. but I loved how this movie actually started and that gets you into this film in a way that I feel like I haven't really been brought into a film before.
1: The For so the may se- we start.
0: Yeah. Be- yeah. Which from- might be my
1: favorite sequence of the movie. It's so
0: Same. Good. Same cuz it's the director, right? It's him scene.
1: the Spark Brothers. his
0: actual daughter or niece i'm pretty Uh, sure yeah i don't even know
1: who's is she's a girl
0: yes the director's daughter i'm pretty sure oh i didn't know that yeah and so it brings you into this like almost breaking the fourth wall a little bit because they're like talking to you as the viewer and it's a super long shot and the music is good and it yeah. just sets you up from like almost like taking these people from like actors and singers to characters. And I was like, yes, we may start. So way like I was super Let's, into yeah. it. Let's go. I and to then like, it just
1: stand up and applaud in the movie theater. I'm like, yes.
0: Same, same. It was so good. And then I just was like, wait, what is happening? <laughs> so it was just like a very big change of pace.
1: No, I agree. And I don't think it really that feeling didn't really get back to me too much i mean i might be mixing up the events of the story but um almost until the boat sequence Ooh, yeah. which is so like stormy night like old time hollywood sound stage style that was just like a treat to be like no we're going to envision it non-realistically kind yeah. of like bizarre and crazy and have all that happen, which is such a good, but it was, again, like, it kind of draws me into, like, where are we going with this? I was so pumped for this movie, and then, like, that happened, I'm like, oh, this seems great, I loved it.
0: Yes, yeah, the, yeah, I totally agree. There's kind of these moments where you get drawn back into the progression of the actual events of the story, and then it felt mm-hmm. a lot stronger.
1: Yeah, there's definitely, like, I know, you, I feel like you talk about it more in action movies where they have like the quote unquote set pieces. And this movie has set pieces that are feel a little above and beyond the other stuff in there.
0: Got it. Yeah, totally.
1: How do you feel about Baby Annette? As a puppet? As a puppet. I mean, I think the puppet is incredible.
0: As a, as a character? Uh, I, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When she got like, well, I, I didn't know about the puppet. But uh, <laughs> so when it came, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't read anything. And so when it turned out to not be a human playing Annette, I was like, what is this? And she's kind of like, especially when she's younger, she's like kind of creepy and like
1: mm-hmm.
0: she's almost like a prop. For their relationship, which I'm sure is kind of the reason they decided to use her, because despite the movie being called Annette, it, it's far more a story about their relationship and Adam It's really like Adam is the main it's a story about him. And
1: can we also say Henry McHenry is the greatest name in cinematic? Oh my god, <laughs> I was forgetting his name,
0: but yes. Henry, I should use Henry because that's Henry about McHenry. Ad. Yes. Um yeah, I think especially we I don't know spoilers, but especially with the final scene and how the, the transition between puppet and real character happened, that I think mm-hmm. was genius and probably my favorite part about this thing and what it makes it stand out from anything else like it, which of course there's not much like this, but yes, I think that was a really successful choice to choose her like that and particularly the scene when he calls um the composer to come and and listen and you don't really know what's going yeah. on is like haunting and beautiful and creepy it's oh it's so good
1: <laughs> yeah yeah there's a lot of those scenes and i actually really liked when simon hedberg as like i don't know the the accompanist or his, the conductor yeah when he comes in i think he does i i felt like i didn't know much about this movie and when, you know, Marion Cotillard leaves the movie halfway through, you're kind of expecting kind of a hole. And he fills that surprisingly well. There's like this tension there. And I think that all gets, I feel like the second half is more successful than the establishing first half.
0: Oh, yeah, totally.
1: Yeah, I have to kind of do the tour and like him teaching her and him not, and Adam Jarvis Kirk not being there. and. Yeah, I would I would say that final scene in the prison is like, whatever, 10 minutes of pure masterpiece. Like, yeah. the transition, like, the out-of-nowhere emotion. Yeah. And this movie was like, you know, it has high emotions at time, but they're all kind of stagey and fake. Not in yep. a poorly acted way, but just the nature of what they are. Very yeah. stagey. Yeah, And then you just have, like, the most intimate, real yeah. conversation in the world. This puppet girl transforms into, like, a real person and, or just comes in as a real person. And you're just like, just, it's just devastating. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I, I did not think this movie had it in it to do something like that. But then again, I didn't know it had it in it to do a lot of the things it did. So <laughs> it's like... Maybe it's just like, oh, we're going to do all this stuff and then like smack you in the face at the end.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That last scene I had to watch twice because the lyrics are so good. So many of the previous songs mm-hmm. have these repetitive, you know, like we love each other so much or, oh, or maybe start or the one where they're traveling with Annette um there's like a yeah. really good montage of like them going to all the different cities but again there's like a a frequently repeated phrase but their mm-hmm. back and forth singing in that is like amazing it's so good, <laughs> it's so, she's good. so good she's th- her voice is beautiful and like it's just so many daggers to him and what he's done to her using her and um yeah it's 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 pretty perfect <laughs> And just seeing, yeah. like, the monkey on the floor. the I can't, Is it the monkey, or is she as a puppet also still sitting on the floor at the end?
1: I think she, the puppet, might be there at the end. It's been a lot since I've seen it, but I think after she leaves, the puppet's still on the floor.
0: Yeah, and this idea of, like, her not really even being a person because she was just kind of used by her father during the whole thing, or as a prop for their, like, relationship like, to... I don't know, justify the relationship or something. You know, it just, she yeah. wasn't really a thing until the end. I thought it was so good. is genius. But this actually just makes me think of something else before I forget. I couldn't have hated more the interjection of the news stories.
1: Oh, they were bad.
0: I mean, they were, che- they were meant to be kind of like cheesy and whatever. Um, yeah. By, by design. But they felt like the dumbest way to tell people what was going on, you know, like everything that it said, like they're getting together from different worlds. It was like, I know we like our, I couldn't figure out whether it was a device to tell us what was going on, or it was like a device to tell us the impact what was happening with them was having, having on the rest of the world, but it felt literally pointless and just drew me out of this immersive kind of play. That was happening
1: yeah it felt like the weird like greek chorus of the movie but in a way i didn't want or need because we didn't need the explanation it no. could have just been one it could have just been like a shot of seasons changing so you know time had passed kind of thing but like
0: you didn't even it need to because it was like them together oh she's pregnant like you just would see a picture of her with a baby bump it's happened and then it's like he's falling apart on stage. It's like, he just told everyone he killed his wife as a joke. Like we know he's falling apart. Like a it just. A long
1: joke about killing his wife.
0: Yeah. And it just, it, it was so obvious already that it was like completely.
1: Pointless. in my opinion. Yeah. Anyway. That was like the first time it pops up, I kind of chuckle like, Oh, it's, mm-hmm. I get what they're doing. Honey, mm-hmm. huh? And then like the third time, I don't know. It's like, can, can we not? And I think a lot of it happens again in that beginning half. I think we get yeah. most of it there. Yeah, you're right. That I was just I kinda of was sitting there going like, okay, why aren't I loving this as much as I love the first five minutes or this scene or this scene? And I kinda of like the picked up the pace and the visuals a little much a little more in the second half. Basically yeah. after the ship on, the whole courting process. Um, except for a few really good moments, were things I just wished I I engaged with more.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: But what can you say? He's a madman. Do what he wants. <laughs> He'll make crazy think, movies.
0: Yeah. The other the other part that I thought was really good is the drowning of the com- the accompaniment composer family friend.
1: Yeah, that was a really good scene.
0: It was dark. And it, again, like to your point of it being like super state, like there's certain scenes that just feel like they're on a stage, like, and then there's other parts that just feel really real and immersive. And that was another one that's like, you know, hard to watch. And you're kind of, you're, you're hoping it doesn't come to that. Um, But Mm -hmm. Adam Driver, Henry, Henry McHenry does such a good job. You know, he's just like so imposing and big and like, he acts with his whole body and he just like, that like you were scared of him from as soon as he got invited over and like he's going up that narrow staircase and just how close they're talking. And like, there's so much like threat and anxiety from him early on, even like, you're just like this whole thing is going wrong. And yeah, it's just that like, there's so many like moments of brilliance in the film that it almost makes the parts that don't hit really seem off for some reason.
1: Yeah, no, I think you're completely right. That, you almost get spoiled yeah and i mean that's i think part of it when you do something so bizarre and out there and make such interesting decisions with how you want to tell a story is that you know not it's not always going to hit with everyone
0: yeah
1: and i mean I'm, i know there's people who've think yeah who do consider this whole thing a masterpiece and love it start to finish who were connected with those scenes in ways that i and seems like you were not so it's that's kind of what happens when you have like a real a real tour kind of make something in a specific vision
0: i this was a while ago when will and i watched this it's just been too long since we planned to chat about it but right after i um i watched it i went online to like look at a couple things and this is one of the times where you look at the reviews and it's like, the bar is like all fives and all zeros. (laughs) Like there's nothing in the middle. And to your point just about cans and also how I felt about it. Like I just totally get it. You know, like some people hated this film and some people were like, this is a masterpiece. Um, And it's just really funny. Uh, I think I love watching movies like that, 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 Throw people very clearly one way or the other. You know, it's just like if nothing else, it's making a stand about something. Like it's making something unique that people are feeling something towards, which is exciting.
1: Yeah, which is one hundred percent why I was excited to see it because same thing with last movie, Holy Motors, which is the movie I I liked the first time and then loved the second time. But you will you could because it's not necessarily fast paced. It's in little segments. You could watch that movie and just be, like, so bored by it because nothing of consequence is really happening in a lot of these scenes. Or you could just be fascinated by the the way he's telling it and the performances in it. Cool. So, yeah, he'll always be a well-deserved controversial director. Controversial for all the right reasons.
0: Nice. All right, well, I'll add Holy Motors to the list. Any other comments? queries um call outs
1: uh yeah i like to call out um the the renaming of the super bowl the hyper bowl so they did not get sued very very good
0: <laughs> uh i like that it was filmed in vancouver that scene
1: but was it really
0: the overhead scene it had to be you could see a uh, science world in it
1: Oh, yeah. Again, it's been, like, a month since I've seen this movie. Yeah, I was like, wait a second. I know that
0: <laughs> I know that skyline. I was like, that, that, uh, although that uh, arena looks way bigger than it does in person. Just it's definitely
1: digitally enhanced.
0: Yeah. Not the same. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, and, yeah, I will just, I will give a prop out to the the Sparks Brothers, who yeah. um, made some great music for this. And I've been, for some reason, putting off seeing the Sparks Brothers documentary, which I hear is fantastic. So oh. this is a good, good push for me to finally go see it. Mm-hmm. 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 What about you?
0: Um, nope, I think we covered it all. I'm really glad that it was on our list. It's going to stand out as not being like a lot of other films that we watch, so always stoked mm-hmm. to... To spend time with those. Um, and I think. I will give it. A pretty classic. Three and a half out of five.
1: That's interesting. I thought you were going to give it lower. I'm going to give it the same. Because as much. as As much as I was like. Down on some segments of it. Again like. The opening. Especially the closing. And like two or three other scenes in there. Were just. So good. That I'll, I will not see another thing like it and will always remember those crazy, that crazy opening, the stunning end and the whole weird story of semi-puppet Annette.
0: Um, So we briefly talked about what we were going to watch and we did not decide what is next on the roster, but there's so many things coming up that are exciting. So is there anything that you want to suggest?
1: There is a movie, I believe, available on streaming right now if we want to continue our Nicolas Cage binging.
0: I'm so curious.
1: Um, There's a new movie from a Japanese, uh, wild and crazy Japanese director called Shion Sono um, with Nicolas Cage about a guy, Nicolas Cage, who... Where's leather, I think gets bombs put into his pants, and set out into a desert wasteland where he battles weird samurais. I mean this this director is fairly well regarded as like being, like just a bizarre filmmaker, very controversial, loves making blood and weird movies. It currently uh, sits at uh, four point four out of ten on IMDb. Okay. I really want to see it.
0: Okay. Okay. It's available, it's available now f- on streaming. Okay. Uh, I like this idea of going into this movie knowing nothing except it's Nicolas Cage with a bomb in his pants. This is a pretty good Sorry. <laughs>
1: Um, I believe specifically on his testicle.
0: Thank you. Thank you for the clarification. Not just on the pants, but like Yeah, no, right I get it. I that. get it. I get it. I get it. So what is this movie called? Again, that we're watching
1: prisoner of the Ghostland*.
0: oh my god yes <laughs> i can't wait
1: available to stream everywhere um don't even don't even google it just watch it it's gonna be crazy
0: yep yeah thanks for uh thanks for listening and we will catch you next week with another nick cage feature see you then nick cage <laughs> bye